You know when you order a new video game, or a golf club, or a blender, and then it arrives at your door. You get a little thrill. Imagine how much more thrilling it is when you order a new car. With Nissan at home, you can shop for the perfect ride and order it without ever having to go anywhere. Sure beats a golf club or a blender. Buy a new car entirely online with Nissan at home. Deliver direct from dealer to driveway. Thrill starts here. Services may vary at participating dealers subject to applicable lossy dealer for details. Welcome, 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 welcome to the sidelines. The sidelines with your boy, Alan. What's good? We ran the way Mr. Hooker? Oh, still rolling. What's up? No, <laughs> <laughs> that is so dope. Still rolling. Still rolling. Love Yo, before we jump into this NFL draft recap, I I gotta I gotta ask. Jordan. Yeah, I don't understand. I maybe it's because there's no sports on, but I don't understand why people keep finding things to big up one and put down the other. Like why we gotta do that? What is that about? I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. And then with trip. There are four. There are four members in this conference. Damn. To big up the other. Mm. Oh, Mike ain't winning by himself. LeBron. Like, I seen one where it was like Mike couldn't get past the Pistons. So he went and got stronger. And LeBron. Bron couldn't get past Celtics, so he went to South Beach. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, what are we doing? Like, I mean, it's, it's funny. To, it's funny, but it's like, why you gotta? Why put one down? Like, why can't both be great? Like, why can't you make a? All right, I like LeBron better than Mike because such and such, such and such, such and such. Keep it on the court. Like, people making individual accolades on a team sport. Like, it don't make sense to me. I mean, that's just how fans are that's just let's just be real as far as a fan that's just how it is that's how it goes but you're a fan of both you're a fan of the game it's hard for you to really say one is better than the other is better than the other because you appreciate the whole game there's not a lot of fans out there like you heard so you can't put your expectations on that on regular everyday fans <laughs> That's true, but I can tell you why I think Mike is better than Kobe, Mike is better than LeBron, Mike is better than everybody. And then somebody's like, nah, he's such and such better. I'm like, alright, cool, that's, your, that's how you feel, whatever. Right. But it just took me out how they, like, the whole, um, just, just the whole thing in a nutshell is just funny to me. I mean, and this, I this is... Mm-hmm. And then, like, and you, all right, y'all would call it a, a Jordan night. 
that they got upset. It was like, so nobody gonna mention how the Lakers got swept twice in the finals? <laughs> <laughs> nobody All right. gonna mention that? Like I said, it's it's all around funny, um, for for fans. And it, I wanted to go into that because it's, it's somebody in the group that like to keep taking subliminal shots. Subliminal shots to me, I don't respect it. It is what it is. But he says something along the lines of, "You're a LeBron stand, but yet you cheer. You say you're a Kobe fan." All three of y'all know that Kobe is one of my favorite players of all time, even more than LeBron. <laughs> but to say I, huh? We know who you're a real stand of. Right. If anyone, it would be Kobe. Like I like my all-time favorite is Magic, but second or third would be Kobe. <laughs> But to sit there and say, oh, you're a LeBron stand, but yet you claim you Kobe, or I'd be glad when y'all LeBron fans stop cheering for L.A. I'm like, nigga, I've been... It's lazy one, because if you type Allen Ward Lakers, you can see posts back five years before LeBron even came in. <laughs> so it's lazy one. <laughs> and two, it's just like, again, I don't respect subliminals. So and if you're going to be subliminal with it, be correct with it. At this point, it's just mm. it's clown. <laughs> mm. Oh, it's that that mindset is just wrong to me because I feel like that mindset is can be um, it can be shown in other topics, other conversations. My my only point, my only point of LeBron is. Like, don't dismiss him from the conversation. Like, I understand that you may like Jordan more. I like Jordan more. I like Kobe more than LeBron. Yeah. But don't dismiss him from the conversation just because you're setting your ways. Because everything that you, I could post about LeBron is facts. And you'll say, you know, Mike was six for six. Well, they only got that six times. LeBron's been there ten or nine. <laughs> so... What what are we really comparing? He couldn't get there. Before he got there, what's the difference with getting swept in the first round and getting swept in the finals? Nigga, you still got the same amount of rings. <laughs> right. But like the to dismiss LeBron from that conversation, one, if I don't think LeBron is a worthy opponent, there's no way I would go back and forth with anybody of that conversation. Like somebody, a real life fan was telling me Scottie Pittman was better than Kobe. How long do you think I, I engaged that conversation? <laughs> Scottie Pittman was better than who? Better than Kobe. You how long do you think How long do you think I engaged that conversation? <laughs> like, I don't... If I don't think you on that level, then why would I sit there and make these type of comparisons? <laughs> Like, I need to move. Like, so somebody realized which one is the fool. Like, I gotta move. Like, nah. Right. Like, nah, cuz. 
And I like Scotty, but like, come on, bro. I'm not going to engage the conversation. Scotty Pippen being better than Kobe. Of course. <laughs> I just, I, I think, um, the, the sad thing is, I always had the mindset of appreciating, appreciating the greats now, but realizing and hoping, or should I say, expecting for somebody to take the torch 10, 20 years later. Like the goat's supposed to change. When LeBron, when, when LeBron was still in high school, like, yo, he gonna be the, like, he's gonna be the Jordan of the next generation. Like, like, it's just no, nothing bad about it, it's just what they know. Like, for somebody that's in their, like, 60s, or, you know, like, in their 60s, they would say, man, Will Chamberlain's the greatest thing ever. <laughs> like, come on. You know what you know. You a fan of what you're a fan of. My take on the whole documentary thing is, for one, to hate or nitpick on Jordan, you still watch the back to back Sundays. So how do you look nitpicking on certain things about his life, about the what went on through his legacy, and you watching it for 20 hours? I mean, about what's going on. How does that, how, how that make you look stupid all the time? Right. We live in a generation where there's no even kill, so Al has a point. Instead of me listening, I'm going to cut him off where I feel like I got a, a point to prove and I'm going to say something for it or try to big up. Instead of seeing a viewpoint from different views or just cutting the legacy of, all right, that was Jordan's legacy. That was dope. He the one that right. put it to a high level. Kobe, you know, he just carried a torch and made it look pretty and ele- elevated a certain way. Or you, and you got LeBron and... and he come up and do it, and you got somebody afterwards. I like nobody can decipher it like that. I always the Kobe hate where people hated Kobe for so many years, and they whatever team that they wanted to root against, they always lost. So when they finally they thought it was this time to be like, yeah, fuck Kobe, and we gonna win it finally. So mm-hmm. now that they won a few rings, they they got something to say. Crazy. Insane. The most fan thing somebody could say is uh, players today couldn't play in other decades. <laughs> That's another thing to me. That that and and Skip Skip said it today on um, whatever show that is. And what Skip say? Like LeBron wouldn't have been able to deal with the physicality of the Pistons. I'm like, bruh, Michael Jordan put on 15 pounds of muscle to become 215. LeBron walks around naturally at 250. Yo, and, and 250, 250 might just be an understatement. 240 is, um, Bill is 240. Rick Mahorn is 260. Then I had Dantley on him, that's 220, uh, Robin on him, 220, Dantley's 208. What you mean he wouldn't have been able to play against that team? Like, are you serious? <laughs> At the end of the day, common sense, you know, I wish it was common. All right. If if kids are bigger, stronger, and faster, and more skilled, how can they be performing other decades? I don't get it. Is this you a fan of what, what decade you're a fan of? Right, and I'm not even talking like like the greats. 
like think of somebody like um think of somebody like like Al Harrison or Jermaine O'Neal. Guys that's like six nine, six like six ten, six eleven, mm-hmm. who can handle the ball, shoot, and are fast. They would be monsters back then. Like Kevin Durant might be the greatest player ever if he played in the eighties. Just how he is. All right, the way same I would say the same I would put Dirk in that conversation too. Seven one and can shoot. Exactly. Seven foot like can Kyrie shoot. Irving, right, come on. <laughs> Kyrie Irving has the speed, the handles, times two of Isaiah Thomas. But he's six four. Mm. <laughs> like come on. Six four and he's bigger. Like, everybody. He's stronger. <laughs> like, just, on, you man. a fan of your decade. You're a fan of your decade. That's all that is. Yeah, it's unreal, man. And because at this point, you pretty much taken into not looking at the times of them actually playing. Like Mike, that wasn't working out before the Pistons. That was what nineteen ninety. He's been in the league for seven years, and he's just figuring out how to work out and add muscle. You got high school kids now that's adding muscle. And working out, like you got to take in factors of the actual decade and the, the things that they've learned from past decades as well. I mean, you get Kobe said he's not only studied the moves, but why was it effective? <laughs> it, it's one thing to study of Jordan fadeaway, but what made it unstoppable so that I could add it to my game to make that unstoppable? Exactly. Or else you're just looking at a move and just, okay, I'm going to do this move. But no, you have to understand why you did it. So it kind of, the decades are there for a reason. <laughs> you know, Mike looked at David Thompson. Okay. The, the next nigga looked at Mike, David Thompson, and whoever else is with Mike. Then the next look at, you know, Kobe, LeBron, Mike. Like the niggas that get the blueprint from LeBron now that's coming up in 20 years. It's gonna be un- he's going to be LeBron unstoppable because he looked at what LeBron did that didn't work compared to what mm-hmm. did work and add his game what did work for LeBron. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it took Mike seven years to to learn to work out on his body. And nobody really in the 80s was really doing that, quote unquote. Niggas now coming from high school doing that <laughs> or did that. Right. So the decades are there for how, for uh, for a reason, basically. Mm-mm-mm. But I'm enjoying the whole series. I'm looking forward to Sunday. But man, all this previous draft talk, and it was nothing but excitement. Nothing but excitement. But before before we get into it. Before we get into it, I want to send a, a shout out to to Roe. He get mad love on the group for his uh his breakdowns, and yeah. I appreciate everything that you bring to sideline talk on that for real. Thanks. I appreciate that, bro. Thanks. This boy nailed the de- he he nailed the Devin Duvernay pick early. Yeah, I feel like that might have been the first receiver. I think that might be the first receiver he mentioned. Like, when he scouted receivers, like, Devin Duvernay will be a great pick. Like, I'm just kind of 
Whatever you saw in Devin, I think that's what uh, Coach saw in Devin because he was highly excited for that pick. <laughs> I mean, I think Coach watched that Tennessee game. <laughs> <laughs> Lord knows. If he catches, the, then the game is blown open another mm. way. Like, mm. dang. To get a guy who's had, like, what, three drops his whole college career? Yeah. Something like that. Like, no. that's crazy. Yeah. Now, to be honest, a lot of that's because he just, he just gets a lot of short passes. Right. Um, like, sometimes even behind the lines. He's more of a guy that, you know, just give him the ball in space and turn into yeah. a running back. He's a guy. Um, and but I, let's see. What, what's y'all, uh, y'all grade on the, uh, the Ravens draft? To not be a home, I'm going to give it an A. I feel they knocked out a few picks. They got a few steals. They didn't reach for anybody. They didn't. They covered pretty much every need, either with a pick or with a undrafted free agent. Mm-hmm. And they got that as well. I mean, it's a, for a 14-2 and two team, it ain't really too much you can add as far as starters because you – Quote unquote lost only three with Jefferson, who quote unquote was a starter, but wasn't a starter because he got hurt early. Um, Hayden Hurst, and I'm trying to think of somebody else that we lost. But it wasn't that many holes from a 14 to 2 team. So you were able to add depth without reaching. I was going to give it a B, um, but then the undrafted free agent list came out, and now I'm on to a B plus. Um, a B was coming because I really think that we I didn't want to abandon the two tight end set kind of thing. Um, while Boyle, I like Boyle as a blocker. I don't want to use him anything other other than a blocker. Um, although he can catch, I do think we still wanted to have that double tight end um, situation going on. And then when I saw that we got Jacob Breeland as a free agent. Um, that gave me um, a real good smile. I think he's probably one of the best tight ends in the draft. Um, but he was just coming off of an injury, and because of rolling, you couldn't really take your doctors out to see how he was, so it kind of slipped out of the draft for that one reason. But he should have been one of the top three tight ends taken. So that's a statement. Um, other than that, the reason why I'd say being a half, I like all the players that we picked. I think that... Um, like Eric did mention that he, he um there were two picks that he made he made just for the draft value which I have no problem with. Um, my main issue would be the running back one. Um, not that I don't like the running back, I like the running back. I just don't see the carries for him year one. Um, if I'm drafting a running back in round two in an era where we don't draft running backs really in round one, I have round one expectations for the for that running back. So I expect him to be the, the lead running back or um, part of a two man tandem. Um, year one, instead of being like, in our offense, he's just going to be the fourth carry guy. Considering, like, even when you're going to reduce Lamar's role, we still going to be an RPO team, so Lamar's still going to be the top three carry on the ball when it comes to rushing. You're not really going to 
you're not going to make um, the Pro Bowl running back Ingram, um, the fourth guy in, in carries. He's five point yards to carry. Um, Gus is under contract and restricted the year after. He's averaging 5.3. So I don't see the carries justify the second round draft pick if we really didn't address um, the outside linebacker edge. Something that could have actually impacted the team this year as opposed to waiting for Dobbins to really get the carries to justify the pick two or three years from now. Although he is, I think he is going to be something. We just wanted to wait for it. Um, the second pick that kind of got me, but I'm good with it, was the um, the move Harrison one. I like the pick. It wasn't it wasn't fully necessary, but I like it though. Um, and I just say that because again, he said it was a value pick. Uh, we still had um, pass rushers on the rusher on the board, and I believe in the team's ability to find certain things in in um, in free agency. Um, all my mocks had a draft in a middle linebacker, had a draft in a, a middle linebacker, period, inside linebacker. Our issues are just whether or not we should do it in round one, round two, round three. I personally, I like Patrick Queen. I just don't see a big gap between Patrick Queen and um, my guy from Wyoming. Um, so that's just our debate. And but other than that, the, the draft was really good. That was, they were just my only two issues. This really aren't issues. Yeah. Uh, for me, I give it an A from from my personal standpoint. Because not only do you you get depth and you show up some positions on defense, but you get a strong guard in, in Breston from Michigan yeah. that I treat. And um, but Dobbins, the Dobbins pick, I looked at it well. Of course, Roll Right, you're not his value for years to come. But when his when when Ingram and, and Gus, as that as that tires and start to just the traveling that tires start to wither, I mean, when it's Dobbins' time to step up, boy, he gonna fly, and it's and you gonna have a, a franchise running back for years to come, and you got to steal in the second round where you shouldn't even been there. Um, to get the D tackles that you wanted, it uh, it's so okay. It's about pass rushing up middle and to stop the run. I think it was a well-balanced draft for them to get what they wanted. Of course, they wanted the edge rusher, but, you know, some players got moved around. Some people fought to, to pick what we had to pick. So, I, I mean, I like that draft, personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> I give the draft an A. Um, I agree with pretty much everything y'all said. Um, and even the whole edge rusher thing, I get why Roland was so um, focused on getting it early because he's seen, to me, Roland's seen the um, the edge rusher class the same way Eric DaCosta and Joe Hortiz and everybody else at one when the drive seen it. It's not that deep outside of, you know, the top guys. So, and I think that was shown by us not picking one. But as far as um, the picks we did make, I thought it was great because it it it's, it plays into what you've been doing all offseason. As far as the D-line, you bring in guys who can play multiple techniques and are big, versatile, and fast. So, you add to Calais and Derek Wolf 
with Matabuke and uh, Washington Jr. That's me. You bring in two young inside backers. Like most people don't believe Fort will be a franchise guy in like oh I'm sorry, a consistent starter in inside linebacker. So you bring in another downhill guy who can who can play downhill and who can drop in coverage a little bit with uh, Harrison and still have the speed on what what was it a third round pick? Well, that contract is light. That contract is light. So and then your first round guy. He's the solid iron guy. It's like it was it was smart. Smart drafting. The receivers are great. Um I seen a uh I forgot who tweeted it. I forgot who tweeted it. It was Jeff Zrebeck. Uh, um was saying how the the Ravens were thinking of taking T guaranteed their starting spots. Now, the backups at running back, Gus ain't guarantee the damn thing. <laughs> he got five to clip. That's great. But still, you gonna have to you're gonna earn it. You add that monster, like, nah. It's gonna be a straight battle. Hopefully, like this corona gets, you know, we find a vaccine and things can get moving along so they can get on the field and really compete. Like that's going to be a heck of a battle for Curry's. I think it will be, too. But I don't think he's still not without Curry, Ingram, or Lamar. So he's still a third, like, yeah. at best, the third guy. Yeah. But, like, you, it's like you're forcing, we're, we're forcing the situation. Because if we didn't, if we didn't, let's say Epinesa fell one pick, and we drafted Epinesa, and we didn't draft a running back at all, we wouldn't be sitting here having a fresh running back. We'd have been happy what we had. What we did is we created an argument now. We just broke the we just broke the rushing record what we had. Then we were adding another cog into the system, and then we created the debate. I mean I think the debate would have been created. If we didn't add one, it'd be like, do Gus, do Justice Hill get more carries than Gus? I think that would have been a debate. Because a lot of the question, say it again. I don't think that would even cover the question. I think just Gus being what he was and him being so different um, from what Ingram is, and having a back-to-back 700-yard seasons, you know, I wouldn't think that we'd have any question at all with any of our running backs, at least for this year. Next year, okay. What's the name? A year older, but still thirty-one. Without a lot of prior, Gus will be un- an unrestricted free agent, and he's on his last year. I can see that um, us getting a running back in this, this year. You know, right? I didn't. I didn't think we just going to draft one. So that was a a welcome surprise, just like for them, like. You can't pass on him. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, nah. That's what he said. Like, he wasn't supposed to be there. I had to learn from You learn from Sometimes you just got to take best player available, not just even if you need there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I ain't got no issues with that. It's a win win. Like, say, say training camp come around and they're all performing well. Like, JK is, is outperforming them, right? And you want to get him carries. Gus has <laughs> has performed so well where 
he's a valuable trade piece to get to some type of edge rusher that you might want. You know what I mean? Yeah, I see that. It's it's just the only way I, only way I can walk through is giving the Dobbin carries and someone got to get hurt or someone got somebody got to get traded. And that's that's still created. It's still created for them. Yeah. From what I see, like we get there and some team running back, and we got just sitting there. We get a cue for next year or something like that. There are some moves for next year or something like that. From what I see, I still think it's it's a battle between three backs of carries. Um, Lamar, not Lamar, excuse me, Mark, Gus, and J.K. And I think you get um, Gus on the field, not Gus, what the hell is his name? Justice on the field as a returner, as a third down back to catch the ball. Like, just one of those type of deals. Like, I don't think he's on his way to number one running back. Like, I just don't feel that they had that type of vibe for him. Um, we also got KG on the um, chat. Shout out to him. KG Smith said J.K. Dobbins was a great steal for the Ravens. And draft grade A, they moved. They more so sharpened the tools they already have instead of trying to reach for guys who could plug a hole on a ship. I definitely agree. I see like the linebackers um, I think um the Harris is just, you know, extra. But we usually carry our four inside linebackers the last five years. We're just never gonna carry a better fight. So it won't be like two undrafted guys. It'll be it'll be three it'll be four um Queen, Harrison, guys with guys with, with proven track records and young guys mm-hmm. who got range as opposed to three undrafted guys and some guy you know. So he gets better. He definitely got better throughout this process. And teams will have a hard time going on us. We won't have to keep going on teams like always. Like last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, real quick before we move on. Um, the whole edge rusher thing. I didn't see... Maybe I don't see edge rusher as a massive need because of the type of lineman they added up front. Yeah. And what you already had. And like, I definitely agree. I think if you, I think if you create pressure between the guards, like that's more effective than guys looping around the edge, especially in today's game where the ball is coming out and what can I say two point five? Yeah. Two was it yeah. two five something like that? Like, yeah, even Clay said, if you give me two eight, it's a sack. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> if, you give me, if you give him two eight, like, what? You had him with Wolf, and then, like, just said that veteran craftiness to, like, to be a, a um an assist guy, if you will, to great, like, Judon to loop around, make a sack for Ferguson. And, you know what I mean? Like, adding that type of guys in the trenches. I think will increase our pass, uh, our sack totals, and even our quarterback hit totals than it was last year. And they kind of like played into the fact, like, all right, I don't really have to reach and grab an edge guy because he's not like Bowen. Obviously, Bowen wasn't that high on that board compared to the guys that they picked. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think that probably is because of that, because of what they have already. 
And like we like many people don't really cons- like like what Tyus Bowser did, but he did have five sacks last year. I mean, he's good for a rotation. He had five. Yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, he's good for a rotational guy. Um, I fall away, bro. I was saying, like, um, like, um, he said Tyus got five. Um, I can see Tyus get more than five rushing off the side of um Calais. Um, I can see Judah getting more than um, more than um nine. Um, if he can be, he's not Ron Miller, but if he can get that bond with Wolf, oh that's what they were doing. Getting the 11, 12 sacks. Um, Calais doing his damage by the people being on the line, as opposed to us having a uh, warm lead, slow tail being there. And even the guy on Washington, yes. he's not as um, fine. He's not as refined as my group is. But right. two, two guys that I love to just have next to Kate Calais who love to teach. And Calais can teach them so much. But I think that the weeks they can really do the aspects. So I'm not too, too worried about it. And I still think we're going to, although we've only, since we didn't play in a run last year, we've been good pass rush. I think we're going to embrace that aggressive, um, press quarterback concept. We're not using it every, ever, not using it as much, but we'll use it like, we'll use it a lot, but we're going to use the good pass rush. Right. Okay. My thing is with all of those guys up front, one, they're going to be fresh, and two, you can't double-team everybody on a block. <laughs> so you ain't going to have enough linemen to double-team everybody unless you want to put your tight ends to block. And then that's more for us. That's better for us because then we ain't got nobody to cover them, and you can send Queen, you know, gamble with Queen. And, and that's what I was about to mention. <laughs> Cause you got you got Queen and Harrison who, who blitzes very well in, in the mic position. Mm-hmm. You can move them all over the place with that type of speed coming around. Yeah, this this is gonna be fun. True. And the front line gets pressure. Yeah, the front line gets pressure, pushes the push the, the line back. They can also disengage and pursue that alone. We just really have to like on defense now. It's gonna be hard. It's gonna be hard for a lot of people to do a lot of three things. I just think yeah, it's like a track team. Said, um, the Jacksonville against the Titans, like, the Titans last year, and just see what Blitz can with just doing by himself to stop a rushing attack. It's crazy. You just want to make a lot of play a family. Crazy. Crazy. All right. <clears throat> Green Bay. Hmm. <laughs> wow, that's all. I, that's all I can say. Like, mm. wow, wow, man! What a draft! They had an amazing draft. They did. I know. Just, amazing. Just amazing. <laughs> I feel. Like, I feel like their draft went every left everybody speechless. Yeah, especially Aaron Rodgers. Just like interesting. Now they lost to. Um, Mm-hmm. In the championship game, right? Yep. How many times did, did Garoppolo throw the ball in the championship game? Eight. Eight. Eight times. Eight times. So they need help stopping the run. Mm-hmm. 
How many times did Aaron Rodgers get a three and out because the receiver couldn't get open? <laughs> like Brandon Devontae. A lot. That's all. That's the whole season. That ain't just that right. I'm, I'm, I'm confused. I'm confused. I'm confused by that draft. I'm gonna make a bold statement here in in April. In April, this division is Minnesota's to lose. In April. And even in the regular season game when they played each other, Grappolo only threw the ball twenty times. But two touchdowns killed. I mean, I just seen Green Bay struggle with Detroit twice, and they struggled. They beat, they beat the Seahawks, I believe. Who was missing people? No, they beat the Seahawks. Seahawks beat the Eagles. That was missing people. That's what that was. Right. So. Yeah, I think that team, their record was a lot better than what the team was. But I think as far as roster goes, Minnesota is the better roster in that division. Now, while they definitely didn't address the wide receiver the need, um, we should all like, okay, well, 37 wide receivers got drafted this, um, during this, um, this draft. There's not, like, that means that like, maybe like 20 wide receivers that were on rosters last year going to get cut. So they still got an opportunity to still address the position. Yeah. Um, even though it's stupid that to have like a, a draft class this deep and not at least press it one time, it's not over. Like what Al said, they, they, they're, 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 they're not the best right now in April. But whenever the season starts, depending upon who gets released, they could still be um, on the top again. Right. I just thought they they, they reached. Like, uh, the Jordan Love move, that really didn't bother me. That didn't bother me. Like, I just felt like, all right, this is Green Bay's and They did the same thing before. So, all right, cool. Yeah. Whatever. But the second pick but... took me the wrong way. But the thing, though, with that, they were number 30, if I believe. Yeah, they traded up. If they sit there at 30, You're still getting it. <laughs> you can get T. Higgins. If you sit there at 30, you can get Jordan Love. If you sit there at 30, you get T. Higgins. The second round, you can go ahead and get uh, Eason or somebody. Obviously, <laughs> they love Jordan Love, and I'm guessing they got word somehow. Or they fear that somebody's gonna come up and get him. Only team like, I thought instance, like the Colts. The Colts took Easton and went round. Was that the third? Second round. I think that was that second second round pick. No, it wasn't. Second. It wasn't. That pick okay. was later than the second round. Okay. Was like they, no, fourth round. Fourth. Okay. Fourth round. Jacob Right. So I'm saying the Colts had an early pick. They could have came up and took Love. You know what I mean? I feel like that's what their their fear was, and love was their guy. But that didn't bother me. Or the Patriots, right? Yeah. But when the Patriots passed on them on twenty fourth, to me, I figured they were out of the joint love sweepstakes because they just traded out of twenty fourth. They could have just got them right there. Mm. 
Aaron Jones had a hell of a year. Running back was arguably the best in the league. Yeah, Aaron Jones had a hell of a year. What are we doing? You took AJ Dillon? Like when they took him at sixty two, you still had like premier receivers on the board. Mm hmm. I didn't I don't know. I don't they could have had like they could have took a linebacker. They need linebackers. They could have took D tackles. Don't stop the run. Like I didn't I I was confused. Then the tight end. They took a, like the tight end from Cincinnati. Nobody here talked about the kid from Cincinnati. Hell no. They could have took Harrison Bryant. They could have took um, Albert O. They could have took um, Troutman. Like, yo. What is. Alright. Troutman, Hopkins. <laughs> it, was, it was tight ends there. <laughs> That was crazy. It's so early. I mean, the Dylan one, I kind of, it might have been early, but I understand it. and believe where the defensive lines are getting smaller. You know, if you got a big back, kind of tandem up with um, Aaron Harris, it kind of, it kind of go together if you want to become a more more powerful rushing team. But I think it's still early to do it. But I understand doing it, especially after seeing Derek, um, Derek Henry finally got it. Um, not didn't Derek Brown. No, Derek Henry. No, you had it right. Derek Henry. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean by in a league where the the line is getting smaller? The defensive lines are getting smaller. So, like, we don't, like, look at us, for example. We're, we just got rid of um, 240, exchange 240 with 300 in terms of weight. Um, Brandon Williams might not be here next year. And, and the guys that we have that we drafted are the 300-pound um, kind of guys that are more athletic, not just guys that engage, but guys that engage. Um, disengaged and pushing down the line uh, by also getting pressure. So the lines are getting are getting smaller and more athletic, but still maintaining strength. Instead of getting these big Sam Adams fat guys who just plug up the holes. Mm-hmm. So, I agree with them getting more athletic. And I, I think that they are, teams are starting to cover people who, who are able to do uh, different things, not just stop the run. Mm-hmm. Or two gap, or whatever the case may be. They like those the days of those guys are gone. Like if you, if you, like nobody like that's going to get paid again. Which was no. wow. You know we didn't want Brandon Williams to get paid. So mm-hmm. those days are gone. And I think the guys that you you mentioned, they have to be able to fit into a scheme like Calais and Derek Wolf. They're all three hundred pounds, but they just a different three hundred mm-hmm. pounds. True. They're just not the 350 sloppy guys that right. engage and can't do anything. Each just take up two blockers. They got to do more things. You know. That's why you see guys like um, like um, the guy that played for the um the Stax Harrison and Petco, not Petco, but um, just guys that guys like that that have, they'll be on the market for a long period of time when they mm-hmm. finally sign to get paid like five million dollars, <laughs> something like that, because they're gone. I'm in pole. I'm in pole. Uh, sorry, pole guys. Right. The the Bengals draft will have them above 500 within the next two seasons. Shop it or stop it. Mm. 
Stop it. <laughs> he was like, stop it. Like, he was confused. He don't know yet. We'll I'm shopping it. it. I'm the one, I think, who picked the Bengals to be better than the Steelers this year. This year. It ain't work out, injuries and such, but I think the Bengals, not just this draft, but the last, maybe the last two drafts, they added so much talent that once it, and once it clicks, they should be over 500. I can get them, I can see them getting eight to nine wins within the next two seasons. You got, you got Higgins, you got Boyd on the contract, you got well, you got to take care of Joe Mixon. That's the main thing. Well, even if they don't take care of Joe Mixon, they could be trash this year and still come away with, like, Chubba Hubbard next year or come away with, like, Etienne or another top back to fill that void. Okay, it's been how many years? Two. It's been two years? I mean, just see what they got. They got a lot of good value. They got Joe Burrow, Higgins. They, they got um, Logan Wilson, Keem Gaither. Um... I don't like Costello Kareem from Notre Dame too much, but in the fifth, that's a good value. Um, even adding Marcus Bailey from Purdue in the seventh round, that's a, that's a real good pick, too. They did a good job drafting. Um, the division is going to be so tough. I think Cleveland had a real good draft, too. So yeah, to say in two problem. years, I'm not quite sure they're going to be able to get past Cleveland. Well, not us at all. Um, Cleveland's going to get something together. And the Steelers always just find a way to be not be not to be last. So I think they'll be. I think I think we'll go back to being the division that that always seems three. Okay. And they'll be bad because because they're in our division, but they'll be a good team beating real good teams other than us in our division. I don't see it. I don't see the talent level matching up with the division and I don't see the coaching level matching up with the division to get them over 500. Mm-hmm. I mean, Zach Taylor is at best third best coach in the division. Joe Barrow at best is the third, could possibly be the second, but I'm going to say the third best quarterback in the division with the weapons that Cleveland has. So, Roethlisberger retired. <laughs> no, but I'm not thinking. I'm not taking Roethlisberger to be the best in the division. You putting Burrow over Mayfield already? I said at best he could hope for two, but I wouldn't put him over over Mayfield. He can hope for two because Cleveland don't ever get their coaching shit right. The fact that two is an extra game, even when we were like a three man, a three, a three, a three playoff team um, division or whatever, like five, like around five hundred, he had an extra game in there. It could be like a a one game over five hundred team, but still be last. And four, I mean, because they move into what seven teams getting in the playoffs now. Anyway, yeah, I just think that the talent on their roster, they might not be better than their division, but the AFC, they can be better than some teams like like outside of the top of the AFC. But they could be better than the Broncos. They could be better than, well, they should be better than Jacksonville. 
They could compete with Tennessee. They should be better than the Raiders. They should be better than I don't know the Raiders. Uh, the Jets. The Raiders. What? Their last draft is better than Cleveland uh, Cincinnati's last two drafts. No, sir. Yes, sir. No, sir. Their last draft, not not the one that that finished Saturday. The last one was better than Cincinnati's no, two drafts. No, sir. They got a lot of production out of Hunter Renfro, who was like a six-round pick. Yeah, but then they turn around and draft two receivers. Like, what? They drafted three receivers to put them on the bench. Like, I, I didn't say this draft. Uh, I said the last draft, not this one. But still, but still, it's like it's like they it's like they took what they did so well in the last draft and just to mess it up with this one. You ain't had that many holes at receiver, like Lord. No, not with like Tyron. You, not with Darren Waller went and, uh, crazy. Tyrell Williams went crazy. Renfro played well. And then you signed Jason Witten and draft three receivers. Them <laughs> <laughs> niggas signing Jason Witten might have fucked them all the way up. Probably just <laughs> they had one of the top ten tight ends last year. Then you reach for a corner. <laughs> it's a corner I like, but it was a reach. <laughs> I'm saying you like him better than Gladney. Or uh, Fulton. <laughs> like, yo. I did. Yo. <laughs> Maybe. I, I like him better than Gladney. I don't like him better than... Nah. I don't know. I like him. Let's put it that way. I don't know. That was wild. I like Arnett a lot. I, just don't, I wouldn't have picked him there, but I ain't the one doing the picking. All right. Which team has the most uh, had the most disappointing draft? New England. What? New England. Who said that? <laughs> Who said New England? I said New England. I don't see. Oh, you've been a homer. You've been a homer. That's what no, I'm not. They were oh, a defensive team last year, correct? They had a top defense oh, no, last no. year, correct? What was the issue with? New England's off. Um, what was the issue with New England? It was offense. It wasn't defense. And they didn't address offense at all besides Asi Asi. So you got a bunch of defensive niggas to sit on the bench. And you still have a bad You still have a bad offense. You added no offensive weapons. And you got Jared Stidham and didn't address quarterback at all. Okay. They trapped. They I like the three in this first half. I like their defensive pitch, but they were already a defensive team. I mean, like, so I think I think they lost were, their best um, quarterback they because they couldn't get put an offense around them. And now you think Jared Stidham is going to make this offense click? Nah, nigga, y'all still slow on offense. <laughs> Look at them; they're going back to their roots. They're going back to the tight end, the tight end, the tight end. Um, Find a quarterback to, to run that kind of team, and I don't. Um, I think they're going to get production of both, but at least two of them. You like it? You think I third? I like him. I like those four other guys. I you know these. They had a great I can't say it's the worst one. If I'm, I'm looking, but what? I didn't even mention Kyle Duggar. I like Kyle Duggar. 
So that's five right That first five picks is smashed to me. They had a great defensive draft for a defensive team. It fixed absolutely nothing. Your offense is still Your offense is still slow. So what the hell did you fix? That offense is a power run play at That means it's gonna be simple to the point and my defense is gonna get turnovers. Right. It's gonna be simple to the point and slow as hell. And I think you're looking at it. The offense last year wasn't great for Brady. The offense last because year Brady, wasn't great, period. If you scored more than 17, you won. Your offense wasn't putting up points. I, I get what you're saying. But that's, be, that's because of the drastic switch that Brady had to deal with. Brady had to deal with a whole bunch of... Brady is 50 years old, had to deal with a whole bunch of young receivers that's getting adjusted to the league and no safety blanket. And no speed. That's, and their main caller was... Like, they're at the tight end, they're tight end driven offense. They lost their tight end and didn't have enough time to really find a replacement for them. Right. That's why they that's why they doubled in this year. That that offense, it's kinda like like we run the same sweep run we run a, a similar offense just like KC and other teams. In and your inside receiver and all they had was an outside receiver they drafted, they couldn't use because he wasn't really part of the offense as much as your tight end and your inside guys. They they chain movers. They're not necessarily Big big play offense. They, they first down, but they never so did. That's, that's what they never did. They when they won championships being that. So okay. I'm not looking for them to be this downfield throwing fast team. They never been, but Teddy Brady has never been a turnover machine. Jared Stidham is hot and cold. You can't say what they've never been when you're talking about years with Brady. Jared Stidham isn't Brady. We don't know that. You don't know that. You don't like don't Jared Stidham been learning behind Brady and with McDaniel's all this time. Okay. He could come out and just be be super solid. Okay. It could be. I'm not going to but it could be. I like Jared Stidham when he's when he's hot. When he's on, he's on. I like Jared Stidham when he's on. But nothing has prevented him from hitting these goal spells. Like, I don't know what Simmons is going to be, but that formula is for the last two quarterbacks to win the MVP. When you, you get these young guys, you give them a great tight end, you give them a great inside cornerback, a wide receiver that can go inside and outside that's real dependable. And they tend to grow um, and, and tend to be – because you, you just you just have them throw really in – like within the boxes for the most part. And it, and it, make, it make it easier for them to not, you know, to, to play this game. And that's what I think they're doing right now for, um, for them or whoever they have. Boy, whoever they have playing quarterback, they just keep the things between the box, uh, make it real simple, and then they don't go deep. Okay. Between Y'all do realize New England has never drafted, has only drafted a play, uh, Pro Bowl offensive playmaker once, correct? And they got what, six rings? <laughs> it works. Tom Brady makes it work. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Brady makes it work. You don't have Tom Brady. I'm putting too much on the pedestal. Yeah, I think. I th- yeah, that's what it is. Tom Brady makes it work. It could be okay. It's the coach. Tom Brady went on record saying they that they haven't been keeping up that that ended a bargain on offense. And defense carried them for like half the season. 
So what he what was more important, Belichick? Fill in those gaps with them defense. Make sure we got Chase Winovich and and Uche and the rest of that uh, pass rushes and defense to make sure we keep getting turnovers. Make the offense a still a powerful team. Play right. action, touchdowns, and keep it moving. But, but what you play action with you? Look, look at look at the tight ends. You still got Nikhil Harry. You got Jacob Myers, Kobe Myers. Like you got players. But look that at Adam this play. gonna shake you out the slot. Everybody, everybody talked about everybody talked about how great that defense was last year, right? Right. I thought the defense was frauds. Mm-hmm. The first half of the season, they was putting up crazy numbers because they had a soft schedule. Mm-hmm. They played us, who has so much speed. And you show how slow and unathletic that defense was. Right. So the first few picks you get versatile athletic guys to help your defense. Okay. That's what wins. That's what keeps you in it. They feel like, all right, our quarterback has been learning under Brady and in the system for three years. We can we can and we can get two tight ends who can who can win up the scenes. We can like get 18, 20 points, but we can't stop it by doing 40. We ain't never going to win. Who been winning for three years? Or who been learning for three years? But still, was it two two years, three years, whatever it is? One year. This is his second year in the NFL. He been learning on the bench. For one year. For one year. All right. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Who had the most underrated draft? Before we go to that, my uh, terrible draft has to be the best. I'm sorry. They had they got nine. They had nine tight ends on the roster, and you draft a tight end. It sounds like you just drafted him because of the home uh, hometown kid, and that was like you wanted a good story, and that was it. Like nigga, we need we got needs over here, son. What you doing? <laughs> Why you got nine tight ends anyway? Why you have ten tight ends now? <laughs> Why? What are we doing? <laughs> Like you tight, they call tight ends, but they play special team or they, right. they, they that's what you for. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, they wasted. That's insane, man. You got rid of players in transitions and, and you didn't add anything. You just gotta, I mean, I just thought it was just a waste of a day. Like, you shouldn't even been there Thursday, Friday, Saturday. <laughs> Yeah, that, that I could I understand it. Hey Tamar, who was your uh most undra- uh, underrated draft? Underrated. I thought uh let me think. I thought Dallas had a, a tremendous draft. Uh, mm. going out there and getting the arguably the best wide receiver out there on in the uh in the draft and then making some uh different plays making I mean making some different plays and moving up in the board or moving back in the board and just getting some some other low key guys that I felt like to me uh, a lot of people really discredited it like um what's the name of the people that uh Gallimore um yeah like Gallimore that, I was I was real high on Gallimore he was my third best uh pass rusher from the interior so uh I had him right above of Lynch, and I had Davidson above him, and I had, of course, um, Kenlaw above him. So, 
I thought getting a guy like that to solidify your uh, your draft is what's up. So. And then to be able to still deny at the end, like like whether you like him or not, I get him in the fifth or was it the sixth? Fifth. That's a definite stick. Only draft pick I didn't care for from them because of his uh his deficiency was Trayvon Diggs. But like what he brings to the table is great. Like like with somebody I think some, I don't know who it was and they see um a cube to leave with him. And it's to me that's similar. Like, all right, he's gonna get picks, but he's gonna hold, he's gonna grab, he's gonna get multiple <laughs> passing deferences, but he gonna make plays. With him and then getting uh, the kid from Tulsa in the fourth was it Reggie Reggie Robinson? Right. Yeah. Robinson. Yeah. And Tyler then Tyler, that. they got Tyler um, Tyler Biades at center to replace Frederick, and then get a knock. They had a monster draft. Yeah. Right. Cowboys had a hell of a draft. I like. You said the Broncos. No, I said Cowboys I like had a hell of a draft. I ain't like the Broncos draft. No, I ain't like the Broncos draft. No? Mm-hmm. Nah. It's I like, to me, to me, the Broncos draft, they started over at wide receiver after one year. <laughs> it's like they started over at wide receiver, but it didn't really address the offensive line too heavy. Until the end, when they got Christian Barry and uh, Muta or whatever. Yeah. But Moody, he, he comes off an injury, so he might not play. Right. And he still needs work on his technique and all that. But, like, what's the kid that they drafted um, at the Philly draft? Boyle. Mm-hmm. A tackle. He ain't really amount to much. Averaging 10 holds a game, that's about it. Like, I don't know. You bring in KJ Hamler, who, who has big playability, but then he, he, he can be a big letdown. But like if he fix his hands to be more consistent catching the ball, that's a that's a great pickup. But I don't, I don't know. I really ain't care for it too tough. Um, my underrated. My my underrated is uh Miami. I like what they did for two in the feet when it comes to uh getting Austin Jackson, then coming back to Robert Hunt. Then coming back to Solomon McKinney is just like, it's crazy. It was like, oh, your hip hurt? Oh, okay. Draft. Oh, you still a little tweak? Draft. Oh, oh, just a little bit, little, little slow? Oh, draft. You ain't getting touched. But you make sure I have a run game for you coming time when you do start. That's probably like one of my favorites to see. Like, I'll take care of a quarterback once the time it comes for him to start. Yeah, this should be time to start this year. <laughs> you know, it'll Josh Rosen to never low try to earn some money. Uh, Josh Rosen brought up like, damn, this have to be a black guy for a little bit, and nobody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, my favorite one was um the Browns. Um, the Browns stole the whole show. Um, first pick was um Jedrick Wills. Um, and he got he got value with Grant Delpit, and then you got to worry about that secondary with Delpit and Carl Joseph back there together. Um, Jerry Wills, you got the um, your tackles booked in with him and um, and Jack Conklin now. Um, they got Jordan Elliott, who I really like. He's part of the team, fucked shit up. Um, 
got him in round three. A nice linebacker, Jacob Phillips. I thought it was a reach to get him in round three, but they, but he's still he's still talented. Um, and you got a good tight end in Harrison Brown, who's an Atlantic guy who I really like in round four. Solid center, good for them, not for us. And Nick Harrison, Nick, sorry, Nick Harris in round five, and then Jay in round six. Um, just in case you do something with um, with Odell or whatever, you either trade Odell or you just have a solid, solid um, core with Odell, DPJ, and um, and Landry. Don't forget about Higgins. I don't think DPJ gonna be Higgins on the snaps, but. <laughs> But they, they, no, Higgins went to the Bengals. Defense, they added to it. They, 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 they gonna be number two. Oh, yeah. Higgins with the Bengals, not the Browns. No, we're talking about the Browns, right? Rashad Higgins got signed by Oh, Bengals. Rashad Higgins. I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about T. Higgins. My bad. No, I'm talking about Hollywood Higgins. That's my bad. No, he a problem. Only, I think I like what Minnesota did, honestly. Well, I think I think their uh Hurston Bryant pick was like our J.K. Dobbins pick. Mm-hmm. He had to be the best available. Because you got um what's my man? And Joku on the roster. Yeah, Joku. And you paid Austin Hoop all that money. So Hurston Bryant ain't gonna see no snaps. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I don't guess it's just Joku. I just don't. And Joku coming on Joku contract, right? I don't think yeah, it's that bad. I don't even feel it. Gotta be soon. It's gotta be. Cool. He was hurt all last year, I think, wasn't he? Yeah, but he's still, his contract should be coming up. Mm. But look at us. Like, even Hooper, he's a pass catcher, but he is a real good blocker, too. Hooper, nice. And, but also having, like, these multiple tight end things, these tight end, these tight end teams are starting to grow more and more. Um... Like that's why they want us to us to not embrace it. I want us to also keep that going on because having two tight ends um, gave us a huge advantage. They don't want that to go away. Well, I, I like the tight end they got, uh, Breland from Oregon. Mm-hmm. He's gonna make yeah, the team. Be cool, in yeah. my opinion. Hell yeah. They, um, Cleveland picked up the fifth year options on in Joku and Miles Garrett. Okay. Okay. I didn't scout Brilliant the day before the draft. Somebody was on a different page and I was talking to them and they mentioned his name and I didn't I didn't even think about him. And then I saw him like, damn, this guy's, guy's nice. I forgot him out of all draft. And then I saw him pick him up for free agency and I was excited as hell because I was like, this guy, if he didn't get hurt, would be like, a, he'd probably be the first title off the board. As talented as he was. Mm-hmm. That's a good problem to have. If I have to get him as, a, as an undrafted free agent, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I've seen that video that uh, you posted, uh, Herb, about, you know, when uh, Harbaugh and DaCosta was talking over the yard, and they were excited about the tight end they got. They they really liked the um, the, the center that they got, too. From Missouri, yeah. Yeah, they, they really like them. They felt like these are guys that, that can come in and compete right away. So I don't see that, that streak of undrafted free agent um, going away anytime right. soon. That's the same what we've seen. I agree with you. I like a few of the undrafted free agents. 
couple of their linemen, definitely on Breland. Um, it's something about Rick. It's something about Rick Steiner that I actually do like. Um, run real hard. Lord. Like, yo, Duffy, like, the Gremlin Jr. might actually make a team as a fullback or something. Right. Um, he's hard, yo. Yeah, yeah, so, so with that, with that being said, uh, Ricard should be coming up on his, uh, his contract. Is it either this year or next year? Which one? No, I thought he, I thought he got a deal, uh. Did he re-up already? Yeah, he re-up. I think, not last year. Was he last year? It might have been last summer he re-up. Something like that. Oh. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'm 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 just thinking ahead like you know, they like that guy that they the undrafted guy that they put on the practice squad last year to play fullback. I think he was overseas or something like that. Yeah. Um and for them to go ahead and get this guy, I mean, they just bringing in guys to compete. That's what I got out of the conversations that they was having. They wanna compete and you know And they not red certain any freshmen as he put it. Right. They gotta see the field. Mm-hmm. Well, that means that means y'all gotta y'all gotta fight. Why help Dust yourself off and nope. try again. <laughs> I like you know we got the expanded rocks too. I don't know if he's expanded by clip. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, this is wrong to heart, this bro. I swear. There you go. He's time to um keep off again, damn. No, you there, you there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he unrestricted on twenty two, so he signed for this year and next year. Who's that? Because oh. Patrick Ricard. He free agent twenty two. be a good fight um who was your favorite day three pick is this regardless of of, 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 of any team yeah or is it like team. a certain team we looking for any team just whatever player what player that you think went in day three that should have been or could have been any other day like who was like the, the best value pick of day three basically if i was just if i was picking a ravens i would say i would say bredesen um, but not picking the Ravens, I'll say, I'll say Nick Harris. Uh, I, th- I thought Cleveland getting them where they got him was, was a steal. I think a lot of the linemen that people got later on was a steal because I felt like they can come in uh-huh. and play right away. I've just seen that the last couple of years though. Like even with a Bozeman, we got Bozeman with what, a six or something like that. Yeah. Somewhere and, around there. Yeah. And, and he saw snaps his first year. And he ended up starting his second year from a sixth round draft pick. That's that just don't happen, bro. It it just don't. So I mean, I, I'm excited about that. I think they they got a steal. I think um, I think Dallas with getting Tyler Biotis, that's a steal too. I think all the lineman picks, a lot of the lineman picks, even Lemieux, I think that was pretty good as well. So yeah, that shocked me though. He was on the board when we got our um the guy um. The band, the band camp guy, I forgot his name, the lineman that we picked up, and we didn't go for him. Mm-hmm. Um, Ty- Tyree, Tyree something. Phillips. 
Yeah, Tyreek Hill. Yeah, Tyreek Hill. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. Yeah, third round guy. Yeah. Uh, I thought like okay, we could go with Kane with this one or something like that. Hmm. Mine would be uh, Minnesota, James Lynch and Kenny Wilkes. Oh yeah. Oh man. That's my picks. I mean, that was, that was my underrated draft to me. Dang, what's with day three? Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With all the picks that they got and the value where they got them, I think they had the best, the most underrated draft. But I feel like that's been said about Minnesota a couple of times for me. Um, um I know this is a little off topic, but I was – I was looking at Calais Campbell film. Um, what is it, Brian Baldinger? I think it's something. Whatever his name yeah. is. And yeah. He, he Let's call that nigga Brian. Yeah. Yeah, so Brian was posting about, you know, Calais, and I kind of been like, damn, man, I thought Taven Brown would have been starting already. But when I was watching the film on Calais, I was watching how much uh, Havoc, Kevin Bryan. I thought I was wrong about him. I was like, I think I might be wrong about this. Kevin Bryan, because he ain't, you know, he ain't starting. But I guess it's kind of hard to start over Calais Campbell and them. But when they had him in on packages, he was getting so much, um, so much pressure, which is pretty much how we thought of him coming in. Is there anybody that went later that then you guys thought they were, and you feel like you maybe you need to go back and watch tape on them to see if. If you miss, if you over value something or anything like that, um, I would say Prochet. I mean, to I'll I'll benefit, but I don't think I thought Prochet was was a was a a, a third round pick. Like, I ain't see him getting past the third round. Buster mm. get him in the sixth. Mm. It was just like, what? It was shocking. Right? He was still on the board. Because I'm like, like, he run routes well. He's tough. He catches everything. Um, mm. He might not be a 4 three guy, but he went 4-4. Four, 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 like, yeah, like, high 4-4s, four, four, low 4-5s. Four, like, I didn't, I didn't understand why he went so late. I, I agree with you. I had, when I made that little article, that post with him and um, Antonio Gibson, like I saw them guys being equal. Yeah, and Gibson went. Gibson went what, late two. Late second to to launch two. So to see Prochet, I remember asking y'all, like maybe a few shows ago, like how far y'all would go back um, before y'all would address wide receiver for this clash, like getting deep and deeper. Because I was going like forty deep with this. I'm like, yo, we might not have to worry about this for like round five. I right. don't expect him to be there. But no, I expect I him to be there. But we got a damn good steal with him. I think I mean I love Juvenet, but I really, really like Prochet. Um yeah, that was shocking. But um, I gotta go back and look at more. Like maybe something I missed. I think the the guy we we thought we signed um as an undrafted free agent. Uh, from LSU, Divinity. Uh, Divinity. Yeah, yeah I, I feel like he's one of the ones I got to go back and look at. Like, why did he go for a draft unless it's something that we didn't see or, or you know. I think, was he hurt? What? 
Nah, he left school. Okay. Didn't he leave LSU for a little bit and he came back to play the bowl game or something like that? Mm. No, I'm not I sure. remember watching Divinity early, too. I think it's something like that. I think he left school for some reason. I don't know what. I don't know. I mean, to, to go undrafted, I thought he was talented enough to, to get drafted, whether it be, you know, a day three pick or not. I thought he was he – he showed enough talent mm-hmm. on that team. He shot just like, like Nick Cole shot when I get drafted. So I want to go Cole, back and look and yeah. see what happened with Nick Cole. Is it something personal off the field or his play? Was this, was this 40 times? Here's the thing about Nick Cole. They had Nick Cole working out with linebackers. And I've always thought right. he was a defensive lineman. So that could have... Yeah, he's working with the linebackers. Yeah, that could have hurt his stock a lot. Because I'm like, yo, he's not athletic to be out here with these linebackers. I don't know who would try to move him to linebacker. He's a defensive end, defensive tackle. So where did he go? As far as... He's playing with the Patriots. No, I'm undrafted. Mm. Oh, okay. Oh, you had another one. <laughs> another one. <laughs> it's not like you already knew the answer. <laughs> <laughs> right. That game is going to be like 6 to 10. Now they ain't play us. <laughs> I'm talking about that's that wins. That wins is going to be 6 to 10. Uh oh. My guy was rally and nine. That was. Crazy. I was. I spent the last, last few days like wondering like why so why so many Big Ten um guys got so many damn sacks. And like if you look at the top the top top one hundred or whatever college guys with um sack leaders or whatever, a lot of them are in the Big Tens. And, like it's not like like it's a bunch it's a bunch of whack linemen here, but is it just is it good that we just got a bunch of good a good pass rushers, or it was just bad, bad tackles. I couldn't really explain that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I can't say that. Has anybody went back and looked at the Ravens' picks on film and be like, "Oh, okay, I see what they saw." I looked. Have you been wrong about any of the Ravens' picks? Oh, what about Matabuki? How y'all feel about that? What's his name? Matabuki. Matabuki. <laughs> I don't know his name. I find it ironic that, like, the was it? The day before the draft, I asked you about Matabuki, and then right. we pick him. <laughs> uh, right. Well, That's uh, really I, ironic. It was funny is that all of our um all of our reactions to it was like, nah, nah I don't want Matabuki. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, because I, I, I didn't scout him. I didn't scout him. I just I, I like I, him. I didn't like him more than Gallimore. Um, and Gallimore was on the board at the time, so I didn't like him more than Gallimore. He's more pass pressure than those guys are, though. Right. And I was thinking, I was like, well, maybe they they want they want to get to the passer man, like. And that's just and, and maybe they finally seeing what we we saw. Like, yo, we not getting there on the edge. We got to get some interior pressure in here. That's kind of why we wanted Taven Bryan a couple years ago and and guys like that. So, I I think um like 
after we picked uh, Matabuki, I looked at like maybe like three, four minutes of him against um, was it LSU? I think it was LSU. And the first thing that stood out to me is he moved all up and down the line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like he played just about every technique, and he he can move. So like, all right, his versatility is a lot better than. Gallimore, and I thought he was better against the run than Gallimore was. So I can see why he was rated so high on people, um, a lot of people's draft boards. Right. I still mm-hmm. want to sit down and look at more, like, even with um, Washington. Like, it's not no, it's not a lot of dedicated film on him on YouTube. So, like, you got to sit there and watch the actual games. So, I'm going to take some time to do that. Who's Washington? Oh, our defensive tackle. Okay. Yeah, we got him day three. Yeah, baby. You just need a little, a little bit of technique work. Yeah, I, I watched. Um, what was the last person you say? Not, not Matter, not Mad Dog, the other guy, Washington. Washington. Yeah, I watched him from Baylor. Baylor, right? I watched that tape against Texas, and no, he, he's at Texas Tech. I'm sorry, he's at Texas Tech. So I watched that tape against Baylor. Then. Okay, right. And his lateral movement was the first thing that that stood stood out to me. He is quick enough to go laterally, like Rose said. He needs more technique work, but he does have a little bit of a a, a giddy up in his first step to get lateral. That's never a problem to have. Right. Oh, everyone that was um uh Christian Fulton. I didn't think oh, he was gonna go that I don't remember if I like Christian Fulton like that though. Huh? <laughs> I gotta go back to my notes. I can't remember what I wrote down for Christian Fulton. I, I thought he was the second best corner on that team. I thought the freshman was better than him. But I thought he was better than Trayvon Diggs. I thought he was better than Arnett. I thought he was better than um who else went in front of him? He was like the he was like the fifth corner taken. Jalen Johnson, I thought he was better than him. Like it was wild. Yeah, actually I did have a good I had a good ranking on, on Crusher Fulton. So I could go one or two, round one or two. Where round did he actually go? He went second round. Okay. Well, he, was second round. Yeah, he went second. He went late second. Oh. And like, not to be a homer or anything, but I think uh, one good steal that we did here was um, um, Geno Stone, um, that safety we picked up in the seventh. Yeah. And I watched up that he he stuck out, and even the um the linebacker we picked up while with him Welch. Um, he stuck out a lot of plays too, but that yeah. boy Stone, we what? might end up having a treat, huh? What did he do? Did he fail a drug test? Did he like he got like three baby mothers? But like the two Stone, alive? like yeah, what did he do? He shouldn't have been there. What? I didn't think the pro football focus had of like a second round draft pick. He's a playmaker. And he reminded me just like, like the way we looked at um at Joker and um and at nine. Like I think that's gonna be a real good competition. We might end up having to trade one of those guys 
for some for some draft capital um, during the summer because we have a a log jam at um with, with just young safeties. Gonna be a fight. I like it. <laughs> Great problems to have again. Yeah. What was that one thing that you celebrated when they got drafted so we wouldn't get them? It was so it was so great. Yo, know, when you had that when he had that gift of Steve Harvey, yo, I lost it for like a half hour. I got fucked over like three times. I got fucked over with the um we drafted after after Washington and Washington picked up uh, my my wide receiver running back, Antonio Gibson. Yeah, Vanessa Crane. I'm not really sure if Evanessa was there. We didn't really go for him. But that happened. <laughs> that was just the best to me because like I knew how much we talked about Espinosa move coming up into it. And for him to go right before us was like the greatest thing ever because I had the anticipation of our pick and I had the satisfaction of watching Roland Gravel. It was just like the greatest thing ever. And then he posted something and I <laughs> And I was trying to find a meme. I was like, yes, find one. That's so great. And that was just, that was it. Because that's how I literally was. Like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> um, when Cesar Ruiz got picked up, because I didn't want him at all, um, I didn't uh, think, I, I think that if both Queen and Wesley was on the board, both linebackers, I don't think there was a chance we were ever going to draft the other linebacker. Because we value coverage so much. But I was happy he was off the board. Um, I forgot his name. I don't care about him so much. Um, they were just guys that I, that I was just happy were off the board in round one for sure. I was happy when um, Chenault went off the board. I was about to say LaVisca. <laughs> LaVisca and, and uh, Gabriel Davis. Oh, shit, man, please. <laughs> I'd have been fighting if they drafted this Lord. <laughs> like, no, sir. <laughs> Him and uh, Jalen Rager, I was confused and I was happy at the same time that Rager came off the board. Like, yes. Bye, nigga. Wow. It was, it was, it was a good draft. A very good draft for a lot of teams. But what's that? Like, that, that's the main, that's the question right there. Like, what are they doing? Like, right now, I know they're doing those meetings or whatever, those Zoom meetings that they was talking about, but, like, they can't even convene yet. So, from what I heard, they were just doing, uh, getting playbooks out. They were doing virtual meetings, like you said. they just mm-hmm. getting terminology out to them first. Right. Right. So they ain't got to work the field. They just go straight through, go straight through. But I, I would think, um, it was it, sooner than later, you like when the states open it up a little bit. It's mm. gonna be the same thing with the uh, NFL. I agree. You see the NBA. It's May eighth now that the um, they're gonna be open up the facilities for players. You know, just like workouts, whatever. So slowly but surely, I think the NFL is gonna get gonna get on board as well. Like in the worst case scenario, they'll, they'll, they'll send a few teams to, to different places and they'll have camps at college and something like that. 
Mm. Well, they're not going to mix the season up. At yeah. worst, it's going to be he'll be delayed by two or three weeks, and they don't even care about that. They want to go into April as much as possible for March. Mm. We're going to have a season. Yeah, it's no doubt in my mind we're going to have a season. It's just, like, I, you know how you want to see the reports of who's showing out and all that right. kind of stuff. We want to see that stuff now. Right. My apologies. Uh, I ain't mean to see that man look like the Tyson, but he did. Yo, oh my. What <laughs> I was so confused. I'm like, who's the player? I'm like, oh my gosh. You say that man look like a dyke. Not a Yo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I got yeah, to like, oh. oh, check him out. Like, somebody do the test. It's like, he, is he, you know what I mean? It's 2020. Nigga, take the test, 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 test. Right. <laughs> Like, to this day, I'm so confused. This is the girl I used to work with. I could have sworn she was in a lesbian with this lady. So she, she was in a lesbian relationship with this lady, right? That she was in a lesbian with her? Yeah, she was in a lesbian relationship with her, right? <laughs> but she married, they got married, and it was a dude. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Wait. Full beard, everything. So the testosterone pills work. Like, like I've seen the transformation. It's been like six years. I've seen the transformation. <laughs> just confused like whoa all right so with robert hunt you just gotta make sure <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> oh snap and me in the showers i changed my mind <laughs> <laughs> This is just wrong. This is just so wrong. Right, right. So wrong. Oh, what you just said, or? Well, that was wrong, too, but what I'm looking at is wrong. Mm-hmm. Can you say it? Say it again? Any of y'all got played that y'all just mad? Like, the winter 13th is kind of, like, scare you a little bit? Oh, no. All, listen, like, all that skin of team stuff for me went out the window when we drafted Lamar Jackson, so. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, yo. That T. Higgins going there with Tyler Boyd and A.J. Green healthy, that's that's a, that's an issue. I'm good. Not how many years? Maybe one. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. You KC pick? There's like another, another thing you got to worry about with KC. I mean, it's a good pick for them, but I'm, oh, yeah. I ain't worried about KC. Oh, nah. We will win it. I ain't, I ain't worried about it. We right there with him. I ain't gonna lie, if we still had a, a Joe Flacco quarterback, yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. No, no, what y'all ain't gonna do is do my man Joe like that, man. I'm, no, I'm just being honest, like. Like, just be on record that I ain't say nothing bad about Joe. Just be on record. I just got the X fact. It's, it's the X fact the ability. Like, I understand. I, I the buzz is, is something different. But I ain't gonna sit here and act like 
Joe Flacco was the reason we was getting put out in the playoffs every year. Because oh, our defense right. couldn't stop a nosebleed. Right. Wait a minute. John. John, are you hearing well, this? What happened? Are you hearing this? But what? I, went I, I, I was the main one going to bat for Joe Flacco. I'm sorry. I was the main one in denial about Joe Flacco. All no, no. Hit. No, no you, you told me now. Joe Flacco was mentally no, retarded. No, hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Eric wasn't in the, in the denial. He was in hopeful mode. Exactly. I, I can see it happening. He was like, nigga, look, you crazy. You can see 79. That's all we can see. You kept saying playoffs. He was like. And, then, and now, now Joe Flacco going is like, nah, he ain't the reason. Oh, my gosh. I've been saying Joe wasn't the reason. Joe wasn't the, the reason. What the hell did he going to? I think it was throwing the, uh, what's the nigga from Indiana? Hey, one. <laughs> Nigga, we did you forget that we tried to make Crockett Gilmore a thing? They won't stop. They won't you stop it right now. Yo, we really tried to make Crockett Gilmore a second tight end, bro. Like it's not Joe Flacco. Yeah, that was crazy. When the hell did I did I blame Joe Flacco? I'ma remind you of when you knew it was Joe. It was a combination. I called you. Um, we was watching the. The Colts. I was the Ravens and Colts. It was it was that year when we lost to the uh, Bengals on like a that little dumb play at the end. A little dumb scene. Yeah, a scene, dumb scene route. We couldn't stop the scene route. That's on Joe Flacco. He comes to the corner. No, 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 no. The week before we played the Colts, in that game we couldn't move the ball downfield. We wondering why. I re- like Taylor was for some reason was watching the same tape that I was the same game. I'm watching it. And I like I told him go to this specific spot where Joe Flacco had Brashad coming open on the route, and he chose to wait for the check down. And that wasn't just one play; it consistently happened. Even when we went in the stadium, John, we seen that route is open. That route is open. That route is open. What do he do? He waiting for the check down. So if that's I'm not, not on Joe. I'm not doubting that. But what you ain't gonna do is get me to sit here and blame Joe. When Joe was put, Joe and them was putting up twenty something points a game and, and get beat on the final drive, the fourth quarter because old Deanny P's over there. You right. Look, look, you call right. that nigga Deanny. Now don't call him what you is, just called him. The point is, if we still had him at quarterback, like I'd have been worried about a draft pick going to Kansas City or Kenneth Murray going to the Chargers and whatever, whatever. The fact that we got Lamar at quarterback. Lamar's different. I'm not gonna take nothing away from Joe or, say, or Lamar or say nothing about Lamar. Lamar's is something different. But but if if we had these wide receivers, receivers Lamar missed too. Now that's all I'm saying. If we put effort into getting wide receivers the same way that EDC has the last two drafts, all right, we can blame Joe. But Joe wasn't getting no effort in no wide receiver. Oh, no. Listen, listen. listen. We got Ballard Brown. Y'all got some <laughs> pass, man. Nigga, our first not, receiver was Chris Moore on the drive. Like, how was that your first receiver? I'm not giving Joe Flacco a pass. I'm just saying the blame goes across the board. Right. He, it's he, a team. Team. he, he had no receiver, <laughs> right? He go, he go to Denver with Cortland Sutton and... Who else they had over there? Emmanuel Sanders yeah, and someone else. And lose his spot. 
for talking about the code. He had a whole line, though. Right. Did you not see how much he got smacked against Kansas City? Huh? Everybody on Kansas City was smacking him, and them niggas ain't had no pass rush like that. And for the record, again, <laughs> Joe had leads early on in the, in the year with Denver. Right. And it was blown. And it was blown by the defense. Typical Joe. That's why they got rid of him, because of the aura around Joe. Joe Hamley, <laughs> that's why they got rid of him. <laughs> Ain't nobody coming yeah. At what point y'all going to be honest and realize the best moment of Joe Flacco's career was the Super Bowl run. Before we agree with that. that. He's been manageable. <laughs> the nigga had Anquan Bowden, Dennis Pitta, Ed Dixon, and Torrey Smith. That's the best receiver call he's ever had. Let that sink in for a second. <laughs> well, he keep acting like he was a little drops away from some Super Bowls. Oh, that's true. <laughs> oh, you got a priest, brother. You got a priest. Go ahead. Two perfect passes. Leave Evans, Bro, my receiver, bro. We'd have been in two Super Bowls. Fucking this shit up. That's the Joe Flacco narrative all over. Just keep dropping passes. Change this whole narrative. He'd be a Hall of Famer. All that sounds good Ooh. in the playoffs. Those two playoff seasons is what Ravens fans will be holding on to. Before that year, before those two seasons, and after those two seasons, what? Oh, see, you, you, I'm just you saying. Not even, not even, and it wasn't even four seasons. It's those two playoff, those two playoff runs. We money all his to. receivers, though. Listen. That's all listen, I want to do. Torrey Smith made listen, a business listen. decision to not go up for a pass like Torrey Smith is tend to do. And we're like, no, we're not going to pay you. So your number one receiver is Kamar Aiken? Like, what? No, oh nigga. Oh, my God. Kamar Aiken? This nigga has Kamar Aiken. And then, Allen High, because the year he taught me about the number one receiver was Steve Smith. Yo, Kamar was on the field, Yeah, deal, but bro. still, we still forgot. We still moneyballed his receiver, yo. Either way, you had you had two thousand yard receivers that year. Tory had over a thousand. Had over a thousand. And he if he got them niggas a thousand, come on, bro. Come on, bro. I'm not saying with a Kamal Aiken and this nigga, yo, one out of ten. I'm not saying Kamal Aiken ass niggas. I'm not saying Joe Flacco is right now his name Willie Sneed. This nigga got an S curl playing a slot. I can't. I ain't saying Joe Flacco was bad, man. I'm just saying, like, look, man, like, come on, take him off this pedestal, man. I'm just not giving all the blame to Joe, the pedestal. What pedestal is he on? Right, he's it's not like, on the like pedestal. I'm just saying you can't, saying can't, saying you can't, can't put all the blame on him. No, the way people talk about Joe is, like, we haven't seen Kyle Bowler and Gerbeck fuck up the organization as well. Like, we had Joe Flacco with some shit. They was bad. They was bad. We had worse quarterbacks than, than yeah, Joe. Yeah, like, Joe Flacco was the best quarterback we've had. His last season, before we had, his last season, before we started Lamar, he got blamed for Carolina Panthers loss, where the defense couldn't get up the field. The niggas had the ball for over 35 minutes. That game. For that? Matter of fact, 40 yards. That's one of the games they blamed him for. And they blamed him for the Saints loss. Every time Joe had the ball against the Saints, he scored every single time. We just could not get off the field. Everybody. Who is everybody? Everybody's like, oh, Joe Flacco 
If they ain't changed for Joe Flacco to Lamar, they was on a three-game losing streak. Like, nigga, two of the games, two of the games the defense couldn't get off the field, and the other game, Tavon Young was on A.J. Green. Those three, you want to blame? You want to blame Joe Flacco for us on the three game losing streak that we had Tavon Young or AJ Green? Really? Oh, you preaching? <laughs> That's the three. That mm. nigga is preaching. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying we can't blame Joe for everything. Right. I'm not saying he don't get any blame, but yo, for everything, bro. When that defense can't get off the field. Nah, nah I'm <laughs> blaming. I blame Joe for what he blamed, what, what, what he deserves. I'm the one who I'm the one who probably would wear his jersey, and was still blaming for for what he what he deserved. He deserved to be blamed for taking check down routes when stuff is open up down the field. You're a big arm quarterback. He a big arm like quarterback that he tried to put in the goddamn check down system. You throw the check downs. I'm gonna treat Joe just like I'm gonna treat a homicide, nigga. Put him, but he was there. He was there. And he was there. Y'all get like right. Y'all get like. <laughs> Joe, like, I gotta say this: that nigga did have James Hurst at, at one of his tackles for a minute. That's gotta factor in. You got to be scared as hell to have James Hurst out there. Really? I seen James Hurst total. I seen Joe Flacco's best game, one of his best games his last year here, or was it the year before his last year with James Hurst at right tackle? James Hurst absolutely destroyed Khalil Mack. What's Khalil Mack? Khalil Mack ain't never the third best pass rusher in this division. He's the third or fourth best pass rusher in this division. At best. He's the third or fourth best pass rusher in his division. Oh, wait. Woo. We oh, talking about Khalil oh. Mack with the Raiders. This is what, two, three I mean, years ago? Where he at now, he's the third or fourth best pass rusher in his division. We talking about coming off. This is all pro season, Khalil Mack, against undrafted, terrible James Hurts. Is he the same? So what, what's up? Did he did he break a leg or an arm or a dislocated toe or something? Like, is he the different? He a different nigga? Nah, he, he must have had he must have had Corona at the time. Or something. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no way that nigga was doing that. Yo, James Hurts had a day. That's why Jonathan said that. Like, yeah. No, I'm gonna have to see that, bro. You can have you had to tag me or something. He had a day. I can't believe James you ain't gotta tell me that. nothing. I know Khalil Mack is overrated. Oh, man. And to be honest, he was the second best pass rusher in his division in in Oakland. And that's not even a reach. What are you talking about? Uh, it's not Von? a day in history where Von Miller is not a better pass rusher than Khalil Mack. <laughs> not a day in history. Oh, right. <laughs> he still should be to whoop James Hurst every snap. <laughs> he did whip Joe Louis Nate. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Speaking of quarterback, I like the Tyler Huntley um free um free agent signing too. I think he might he might compete with RG three for that number two spot. So what what are we saying about uh the kid from Penn State? What about McGlitchy? Not McGlitchy. What about Trace McSorley? Yeah, it's, it's so he should have been. He he um. So we, I don't know. He's something. He ain't, he ain't starting no time soon for nobody. I think okay. he just all the team. Well, Huntley got him beat. 
And then it's just gonna be either you wanna you wanna put Huntley there over RG three or not. Damn. That boy ain't take a snap yet. That's what's up, Rose. I need to check it. He like that? He might. See, he's more athletic than RG three is at this point of his career. I think so, and he's a better quarterback, for sure, than McStroley is. Well, then that's the case. He's a better quarterback than RG3, because RG3 was a disappointment when he got in there. Yeah, I mean, he won a game against Pittsburgh. That's all we needed. <laughs> mm. I think he can't throw it all no more. Mm-mm-mm. And to go back what y'all talking about, like um, not being afraid, like I didn't realize that I didn't even like, I didn't even cringe when I saw Dallas um, get CD Lamb. Like, well, y'all can't defend him a weekend, or when I saw Philly get Rager, and I'm thinking about their wide receiver core. Nothing anybody did it on Willie, um, except for just I'm not scared of the KC situation. I know our defense just got faster and better, and and even though we do use um, we use um. Safety's name. I forgot his name. The safety just signed. Um, we use him in the box a lot. Um, just having Queen out there gives us more options to not necessarily have to do that. So we, I'm not afraid of no team. None. The issue for I'm gonna take this. It's my it's my weekly shot. The issue I have against KC. I'm gonna say it. It wouldn't be on player. It would be on coaching. It's the only issue I would I would have against KC. I I was trying to let it go, but you weren't back to KC. Well, Al, I can't say I would agree. I'm gonna have to agree with you until they prove me wrong. That's just what it's gonna be. Because I think we match up with them across the board. It's just one or two bad decisions that fuck us up every single time. But Tim, you gotta understand. John Harbaugh can win two more rings, and L still won him out. This nigga can go 19 and 0, and I'm right. still getting rid of him. Matter of fact, I did it on Madden. Quickly. Let's see. I don't know. I'm with you. Harbaugh is probably on the line with an L. Harbaugh would be like three rings. He'd be a Hall of Famer. But Ravens fans will always sit here and be here, like, yo, man. This motherfucker learned things so damn slow. He should have six. And that's what's going to piss me off about him. Is that he, he just so slow with understanding or Like, it's going to take him six more years to understand he's a head coach that he can actually tell the offensive coordinator to actually run the ball. And we're like, yo, you should have did that like five times before we'd have got like three more championships under our belt. But he's still learned on the job after like 10 years. Mm-hmm. The enemy looking for a head coaching job. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Who is? Eric, the enemy. Eric, the enemy. Mm-hmm. The offensive coordinator for the champion Kansas City Chiefs <laughs> that we trying to be like. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want Harbaugh. I just want Harbaugh to learn faster. I want Nick gone. Like, you can't just, like, just retire. <laughs> like, <laughs> Just retire. Be like, all right, you this is my last year for Baltimore. All right, cool. Fuck you. Can't be the all right, what's up? What's <laughs> going on here? Al, I, I, I would, I would rolling with this one. I would rather, like, if he learns faster, he'd be the greatest coach. 
It's been ten years. Because the way the way he managed the the team and everything, you lose that boy. The way he managed the team is cool. That's great. That's hard to replace. That's that's great. That is his best thing. That is his best thing, and that is his title. He is a goddamn manager, a flag manager, and a team manager. That is his title. Yeah. Cry the yellow ones and throw the red ones. That's what you do best. Do that. Right. But what I'm saying is, and he does that, but if he learned football and, and be the, the X's and O's guys that y'all want on top of being the manager, he'd be the perfect coach. He'd be the perfect coach. That's what I'm but saying. I'm saying. I don't have like, kids, right? That, then actually be like, oh, no, he got to go. I don't have kids, he, but by the time you 10... You kind of got personality traits that's going to follow you for the rest of your life. I'm not saying John Harbaugh is the coach that he's going to be there for the rest of his career, but this nigga got personality traits that's going to follow him for the rest of his career. And one of them is just he's not a good X and O's guy or uh, in-game adjuster. It's just right. not good for him. Right. I just think that's one of the personality traits that's going to follow him for the rest of his career. Yeah, you know a lot about football, but the X's and O's on game day ain't for him. So he put that in the hand, that responsibility in the hands of somebody else. Whereas you got X's and O's coaches that can't get a job because they can't build a team. That's true. So like, which do you want? Damage you do, damage you don't. Right, like Marty Schottenheimer is great X's and O's. Rex is great X's and O's, but nah, we don't want you. Period. Like you know, deal with play, certain players. I get that. Right. But it is like John Harbaugh has rubbed some players the wrong way. Yeah. True. I mean, you can't please everybody. Um, who was that? Um, he was asked that after the draft. Like, I think it was after the first night. They asked like, "What's the hardest part about coaching?" And he was saying, "You can't please everybody." Mm-hmm. Whether it be fans, whether it be GM, whether it be players, that's the hardest. You can't please everybody. You can't. You're in charge of 53 people. I get it. I get it. You're in charge of 53 Whoa. people plus the thousands and thousands of fans. I get it. It's a hard job. Mm-hmm. It's a job I wouldn't want. But yeah, it still is a job he signed up for. Yeah, he's doing a hell of a job, man. He is. <laughs> I, I, think he, I think he does a great job of... He's a top seven coach. I think he does a great job of of keeping the integrity of what he wants done and still being able to manage the personalities that he deals with. That's literally the hardest part of being a coach, is when to give and when not to give and when to stay true to your beliefs on the contrary to what an individual might believe. And right. I think he does a great job of that. Uh, again, the thing is, if something going down, like, he should, he can't pick up an in-game adjustment, that's, that's an issue for me. Right. Mm-hmm. Hey, to go back to a previous... Go ahead. Uh, to go back to something we talked about previously about the, um, the tight ends with a young quarterback Cleveland adding tight ends, um, with New England adding double tight ends and everything else as well, uh, with us having our double tight ends, Philly having their double tight ends, um, now seeing that um, San Diego, who already had Hunter, they drafted Bryce um, Bryce Hopkins, um, added Van Jefferson as well to go with um, 
the quarterback they just drafted as well. It's just a trend to just surround those um those young quarterbacks with multiple tight ends and dynamic receivers that can play inside and outside to make it easier for them. Go ahead. Andrew, Oh, last one before we get out of here. Um, what was the best video? When I mean video from the draft, the CD Lamb video, <laughs> the Mike Vrabel, oh. or the Isaiah Wilson? Isaiah Wilson. Oh. <laughs> It's Isaiah Wilson, because I can hear his mother. Girl, you don't get your... <laughs> Yo, the chicken wing, though. I mean, you yoke somebody, you yoke a grown-old woman up, and she got the goddamn chicken wing hanging? Bruh. <laughs> she trying to put her weight down. I ain't moving. I ain't moving. After she gets up out the seat, you can see her waving her hand like, look, I ain't for all that food. <laughs> You know when you order a new video game, or a golf club, or a blender, and then it arrives at your door, you get a little thrill. Imagine how much more thrilling it is when you order a new car. With Nissan at home, you can shop for the perfect ride and order it without ever having to go anywhere. Sure beats a golf club or a blender. Buy a new car entirely online with Nissan at home. Deliver direct from dealer to driveway. Thrill starts here. Services may vary at participating dealers subject to applicable lossy dealer for details.